Hey guys, this is Cage McAuliffe. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 2 of Uncaged, appropriately titled Grubhub Owns a Piece of My Soul. Uh, before we get into all that and, you know, how delivery apps are taking more money into my bank account than my rent and my monthly bills due to COVID. But first, like I said at the end of the last recording, if you guys heard it, if you guys haven't watched it yet, spoiler alert, turn it off, don't stop listening, skip ahead. I don't care what you do, but you're going to be disappointed if you haven't seen the catch-up episode from Tiger King that aired on Sunday night. Uh, it was basically just a chit-chat with some of the main characters besides Carol, her new husband, and Joe wasn't on there. Um, they had originally teased that Joe was going to get on there. Um, kind of, It was more clickbait. Like He's not going to get on there. He's in federal prison. They're not. Apparently, he's, like, getting messages out somehow through fans that are contacting him, and he's running a Facebook page, but I haven't found anything looking into that, so I'm not sure. I'm assuming it's just a fan or somebody running the site. I don't know. We're not going to spend too much time on Joe, because I spent enough time on him last week, and, you know, after this catch-up episode, my opinion of him pretty much solidified. Um, so, you know, my main takeaways from this catch-up episode were... Basically, everybody, like, I don't really remember how long ago the docu-series aired. I, I don't think it was that long ago, but everyone looks 100 years older. Like, the dude with the long hair that always uh, had sunglasses on, the park manager. Um, he, dude looks like he's ancient. But they might look older, but they all look genuinely better than where they did in the show. And they all had the same opinion of, you know, they were there for the animals and kind of fucked Joe Exotic. So, basically, it's all for the better. And that's the next thing I took away is, like, Joe is just a horrible human being. And, you know, the <laughs> believe it or not, the one guy who gave him credit was, you know, Seth, the guy who literally had his arm ripped off in the tiger cage, gave Joe the most credit out of everybody on the show, which shows you something to that, that guy's character, like just a genuine dude. But, I mean, he got his arm ripped off, didn't ask for any more money, came back to work four days later, and is still defending the guy. Like, he's in jail for, he got convicted on all nine counts. Not eight, not seven, not half, all nine. Nine out of nine. The jury said all of them. So, you know, you can be a nice guy, but there's nice child predators. There's nice murders. Look at Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was apparently the nicest guy ever until, you know, he hit you in the back of the head with a crowbar and drug you in the woods. You know, I'm sure you weren't thinking after you took a crowbar to the head, like, oh, this guy's so nice. Like, he's the greatest dude ever. I actually, the, the other thing I took away from this, this catch up with Tiger King, and then I'll stop talking about it was I got a little love for Jeff Lodow. And, you know, I, I flamed him a little bit in the last episode. And, you know, he does deserve it. Like, he's, he's a gross human being. But I, I kind of feel like he, he redeemed himself a little bit to me. Like, he apparently he's doing well for the park. And he's, uh, 
I don't know. Like it, it, it was, I don't, you know, he had plenty of time to think of his answers to these questions. Like, I don't know if they gave him the questions beforehand or are these just ones that he's been asked a million times since the show aired, but the man had time. I'll give him, I'm giving him that guys. He had time to figure this out, but you know, he grew on me a little bit during this episode because you know, everything that came up, you know, the big thing that he talked about was they had thought he was a snitch and he was spying and, you know, he was transmitting stuff from Joe and there was a, um, like a spy radio thing on top of the, the news recording studio or the recording studio that burned down, suspectedly. Um, but, I mean, the, he quick was like, that's the radio we used to communicate in the park. And when I first saw the episode, you know, during the original docuseries, I was like, you know what, maybe that guy's really dumb. And he put a, you know, a little bug on top of the roof. But then again, you see them on their radios constantly. And if they're eating Walmart meat, expired Walmart meat that they feed to the tigers and the staff is taking some of it and eating it, they're not running the most sophisticated radios in the world. You know, so it's it's fair to assume that they have a very tiny shortwave radio thing that controls their park radio. So, you know, all that being said, you know, the guy's still a creep. Like most of the the interview was making fun of his outfits and how he wears affliction shirts and Harley leather and all that good stuff. But you know what? He grew me a little bit. You guys can't see how far apart my hands are. It's like pretty much minuscule, but a little bit. I'll give that. And now we're going to move on to the real meat of the episode. <laughs> no pun intended. But now, to be fair to me, I have always chosen to order food rather than make it. Like, you'll catch me at the grocery store, you know, uh, nobody make fun of me, but once a month. <laughs> and it's mostly to get snacks. But, you know, I will cook. I know how to cook food. I'm not, you know illiterate that doesn't make sense but i'm not illiterate when it comes to to using an oven and cooking and stuff that's not the hard part it's just with all these apps like grubhub and bite squad and postmates like it's just so easy it, it's just so easy I, I feel like one of those people from the movie wally that just got real fat sitting in their chair and they're just ordering all that stuff and stuck behind the screen like that that's how i feel with all of these apps and I've done my little uh, my little comparison, so I mean I'm respecting it out of St. Augustine, Florida. So I don't, it could be different where y'all are. I don't know, but Grubhub definitely has the best options for places to eat. Bite Squad's behind them with best options, but Bite Squad's deals are a little better. So I'm giving you guys some education here too. And Postmates comes in third just because like. Postmates is that party option. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this, but like party is where they choose like five restaurants and all their delivery fees are waived for like an hour or five minutes when you log onto the app. You get five minutes. It's like a, I don't know if you guys ever been to Chuck E. Cheese. It was kind of my place when I was a kid, but when they put you in the ticket blaster thing and it shoots up and you're trying to grab all those tickets at one time, that's how I feel when I log on to Postmates and I see the party thing go off. I'm like, oh, Shit, what I want, steak and shake. It's always the same places, you know? So those are my ranking of all these delivery places. But what I have been doing with all these delivery things is every time I get food, like if I order Thai or Italian, I will play some ambient music in the back on my speaker. 
when I get back in my house, I will like sit my kitchen counter of like a restaurant and I will pretend to be a waiter so I can kind of feel like I've gone outside for the day. And literally as I'm saying that, I feel like I'm going insane. Wow. Okay. I feel like I'm stuck in The Shining now. If you guys haven't seen The Shining, it's the movie where Jack Nicholson smacks the door with the axe and says, here's Johnny. If you guys haven't seen The Shining, please just stop listening to my podcast. Get off. But the, the real love-hate relationship I have with these things is just the convenience. Like, I order from places that are a quarter mile from my apartment. Like, there's three turns. There's three turns from my apartment to get to this one Thai place. Shout out Adaman. Thai food in St. Augustine. Super good. If you haven't had it, please get it. They're great. Love those people. But, I mean, I could pretty much see Adaman from my apartment complex. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it's really not that much. It's, it's maybe a five-minute drive. But the thing is, I order the food, and then... You know, I, I'm really excited because I'll, I'm willing to take the basic double charge on getting my food after all the service fees and the convenience fee and the I looked at the screen fee and the, the chef's got to make the food fee. Like there's a gazillion fees when you're doing these apps and then it basically doubles, you know, the original cost of the food if you would just take your lazy ass and pick it up uh, looking at me. But... I'm willing to do all that so I can get my Thai food from Karen in my sweatpants. Like, she literally hasn't seen me six other times this week. Which makes me feel like, do these people, like, all these delivery drivers have, like, a network where they talk shit on, like, the people that continually order food? Because I've definitely gotten food from the same people before. Like, 100%. And I'm wondering if they're sitting in their car, it's slow, they haven't gotten anybody yet. And they look at their phone and it dings and, oh, there's Cage again. Well, he got the same exact thing again. He lives here. Okay, it's literally right there. It's down the street. I was going to, I did calculate how much I've spent on Grubhub and all these delivery foods since COVID started. And you know what, guys? I'm super embarrassed to say how much I've spent, so I'm not going to do that. But I'm curious if anyone has been struggling with, you know, I'm not really using it as a coping skill because like I said, like I, this, these companies literally own a piece of my soul, but you know, I don't, maybe I am, maybe I really want that very limited human interaction. And that's another thing I do not, my brain like shuts off when I, when these people show up to deliver my food. Like I forget social distancing. I forget all of it. I literally just run at them like a caveman and I'm like, Oh, food. And you just see the fear in the delivery driver's eyes. Like, dude, back up. I'm basically like licking their window to get my food. It's just, it's wild. And I just, you know, hopefully maybe after COVID, I'll start like actually making food. Like tonight I made food and it was great. And I feel full. But at the same time, I want to order food. I want to order. I want to order Adam. But... Thank you guys for listening again. I appreciate it. Stay safe, stay healthy. And if you have any suggestions on where to order food, send them my way. Have a good one. Bye.